politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. All right. um, We are doing some reruns for a very good reason. Which is? It's, It's Adam's fault, actually. I live with the guilt of several world wars and my shoulders, so I can take more guilt. It's okay. Here's the deal. Adam had something happen to him, and we're working on the episode, but we're not done yet. And it's- It's really good. It's good. Yeah, it is. Can we give a little teaser hint or- When I call Bo to say, Bo, you're not going to believe this, but you're going to love this one. And you know, I'm so used to him saying that, that I was like, "Uh uh-huh, of course I am. Tell me. And I did love it. And you're going to love it, too. Anyway, next week, we will have that episode ready for you. It's a good one. It's new. It's a weird one, too. And with that, welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin. I'm Bo Friedlander. And I'm Travis Taylor. So for our first story, we're going to be speaking with someone who works at an Amazon warehouse who ran a foul scammy website online. These kind of scams are still prevalent, and they're things you should be looking out for. I really liked Liza, and I liked what she had to say, and I also liked the way that she navigated the situation. Without question. Where are you coming to us from? I'm coming from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. What's... Uh... What do you do? I work for Amazon, and uh, I do two jobs. I'm a um, toss boxes on the belt, and I also train the delivery drivers. Yeah, you're here today because something happened, right? So, where what did happen? So I um, told my son. Well, I didn't tell him, but I wanted to get him a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and um, extravagant. Big pricey item, you know, but he earned it. He's, you know, earned it. He got his A's and good behaviors and things like that. So I decided back in October to beat the rush and I find a, a deal. They're all they're running between $299 and $350, depending on which switch you get with games or no games or the new OLED just came out and stuff like that. It's, you know, basically your um, Nintendo console with a screen. It's handheld. So this thing is like a real big deal video game thing. Oh, big deal. Huge. So I um, went on this website. It was uh, right around, you know, Black. Uh, they're starting all their deals and sales early. So I Googled Nintendo Switch and, you know, the usual hits came up. The big box shopper. And then the mom and pops come up. And then I find this one that's um, Hooli Game that was direct out of China. And I thought, oh, that avoids the shipping crisis. So I placed my order. And uh, for $197, I got it 70% off with a game through the website. I went to the website through the listing on Google. 
So, so listing on Google is a website. It wasn't the website of the manufacturer, though, right? No. And it was 70% off? Yes. So it's like a Black Friday, like, here you go, gift from heaven. Early Black Friday deal. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. Famous words. said to myself, hmm, a little early for the Black Friday specials, but, you know, you just never know because this is a hot commodity. This is something Mm -hmm. everybody wants. So I clicked through and I made my purchase, got the confirmation number. They said they would ship it. They would send me the tracking number in, I don't know, 48 to 72 hours. I said, that's fine. Um, I had to email them. I was like, hey, I haven't got my tracking number yet. And they said, okay, here's your tracking number the next day because I'm dealing with China. Now, wait, wait. They, they, you, you didn't get a tracking number immediately? You just got a confirmation, which is normal. Yeah. So it took them a day or two. It was like a Thursday or Friday when I made the order. So I always give them the weekend. Mm-hmm. So on Monday or Tuesday, I got the tracking number. And then I started tracking and I'm like, ah, my package. And it's it's kind of fun in a nerdy, geeky way to track your packages on UPS and stuff. Oh, sure. It's like watching Santa Claus go around the world on Christmas night. It is. It is. Yeah. So I make that order. And then from there, I just kind of sit and check it, you know, compulsively. For a few days, and around the November 11th, that was October 25th, I ordered it. Around November 11th, it gets into the hands of uh, the U.S. Postal Service in China. In China. So I'm thinking, oh, cool. It'll get flown across the Pacific, so it won't get caught up in the shipping uh, backlog. So the thing gets flown into L.A., and from L.A., it gets... Up to Palatine, it goes to Illinois. And I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of knowing shipping. And I work in that background. I work in logistics. Everything is normal to me. I still have some kind of hesitancy because of the deal. So you actually were wondering, like, okay, this was a very good deal. This is, oh, yeah. Too good of a deal. Let's see what happens. And everything in the shipping process, it all seemed normal. Everything kind of took a little bit longer than I expected. Wasn't too worried about it till about Thanksgiving, week before Thanksgiving, when it started bouncing around Chicago. And it went from post office to post office. It went to the three different post offices in Chicago. And I'm like, well, that's not normal. I'm like, this is, and I can't, on the tracking information, it always lists my address. And were these uh, notifications through uh, email or text? Um, I'm in there, um, text. I get text notifications, but I also went into the um, international tracking website they have. Okay. To track the package. And by the time it got into the USPS hands, I could track it through that website. So roundabout, you know, it goes to Palatine, Forest Park, uh, Bedford Park, Chicago Heights. And I'm thinking, this is bizarre. 
and finally it it arrives in Chicago Heights and I'm like okay great it's going out for delivery sorting processing complete arrival at unit I'm like wait a minute I don't live in Chicago so I call the US post office and the only response they have for me is to call the post office in Chicago Heights the guys are like it's out for delivery the only way you can refuse delivery is through our website so i'm on the phone with the guy i'm refusing delivery on the website it's through the united states postal service the guy doesn't understand why it's not working so i said okay i'm going to track down the person who lives there and um say hey it got misdelivered to your address. Would you please forward it to me? I actually left a message on the person's home or the phone number attached to that address. Turns out that it was a pair of sunglasses delivered to Chicago Heights and not a Switch and not a Nintendo Switch. The lady on the other end of the phone was just like, "Okay, you want your sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did this make you feel? I was a bit upset. I mean, you take your risk. I took my, I took the risk, knowing, not knowing that it was going to be a a, a a scam, or not assuming that. I didn't want to assume the worst. I, I was too excited to get this Nintendo Switch for. Trump change, you know, $197 with a game came with two games. So that's a deal. And I felt rather deflated when it turned out to be sunglasses. And I had to laugh because two summers ago I received the same package. And ironically, somebody else did that. And I ended up with their sunglasses. So I had a laugh in the middle of all of this. My bank calls me and they're like, yeah, this, you've got two charges for 197. And I'm like, two charges for 197. No, 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 no. It should be one charge for $197. So they, they refunded me one 197 charge. And I was like, we both agreed that we would let one of them go through. Cause I, you know, I'm still kind of balancing whether it's a scam or not. And, um, so I got the refund on one. So in the meantime, I um a little frustrated, anxiety provoking, you know, this just I I deal with high anxiety to begin with. And um just not a happy thing. So try to still have a sense of humor. I get on the horn and now Nintendo switches are up to three up to three fifty to four hundred dollars. Is the uh, website that you bought it off of, uh, what did it look like? Was it a, like a convincing e-commerce site? Yeah, it was a mom and pop, convinced, basic, down and dirty mom and pop website that you would see, you know, from third party sellers, you know, people that just want to get their product out there and don't really, know, they, they know the product will sell more than, they don't need the fancy website to sell the product. And was it, do you, do you know enough when you're looking at it, do you know what it looks like to see what a secured, uh, URL looks like HTTPS yes. for, and did it have one? And the whole thing looked absolutely secure. Ah, okay. 
Well, we've seen we've seen a number of scams where they will create websites. They'll even get fake digital certificates. It's a pretty common scam, actually, where it's um, it, it's actually relatively easy to set up a e-commerce site. You can offer a very, very uh, steep discount on something that's super popular or uh, in demand and then uh, run it just for a few days until people start getting wise to it and then shut it down and then uh, start that up again. It's like the guys on the as guys on the street corner selling Rolexes <laughs> during the holiday season. Oh yeah, no, and when the cops show up, they all just they 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 throw a t- uh, blanket over the top of it and run. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so so here you are. You get scammed during the holiday season, which I imagine not only do you feel bad being scammed, but to be scammed during the holiday season is even worse it's it's not like your feeling of good cheer with all this true but i was able to recover pretty quickly yeah so so how'd you do it how'd you i mean i obviously you know you went you ordered another one uh was your bank cooperative yes they are all i had to do was send them my postal tracking document that proved that it wasn't a what it was and I got my money back. So I didn't really lose out anything other than the anxiety and stress of whether I was going to be able to fulfill my son's prophecies and become this, like the Holy grail in our family. (laughs) It's always good during the holiday season to have the Holy grail thing going on for sure. Oh, man. (laughs) But I mean, it also was a tremendous waste of time for you. Like you definitely was a time suck to deal with this. Oh yeah. How about how long? How long did you spend? I was just trying to get a feel for the amount of time you spent. You know, did you spend more time tracking this package and trying to figure it out, or actually just taking the three hundred dollar or whatever the deal was later? By thanks, the Friday of Thanksgiving weekend, I'd already gotten a new one. You figured it out. And I just sucked up the two ninety nine. 300 bucks for a new one. But it was a month-long process. Do you think that you could have spotted this had you Googled the, the the e-tailer that you were looking at? Or do you think it wasn't possible at the time? Yes. If I'd done better due diligence on the, on the bells going off in my head, like Googling the website, really, you know, looking, okay, it's a mom-and-pop website. That was definitely a bell in my head. Yeah, there were some things I kind of could have done a little bit more due diligence on. Looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I can, you know, those things really I should have paid closer attention to. So it's kind of like the 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 warning bells of Christmas, right? Now oh, the warning bells of Christmas, <laughs> ding dong. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? 
head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes dot com. What are some of the things, Travis, you look for on a website that were the warning bells? Um, a big one are uh, online reviews. Hmm. Uh, that's something where if something has just really only popped up in the last uh, week or two. That's usually a good indicator. Unfortunately, it's not that hard to make a fancy bells and whistles type of uh, e-commerce site uh, relatively quickly or uh, just to be able to keep on copying them. Um, another big one is just how much uh, accountability that they have. Do they have a uh, contact info? Do they have a physical mailing address, especially in the in the States? Um, that's an important one. Do they have a contact form to be able to, you know, let them know if you're not getting something, a phone number, all those other sorts of things are sort of the, the, the smaller details there, I think, uh, end up, um, sort of revealing whether or not something is a little bit more, uh, suspicious. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you though, I have, um, I've made mistakes with legitimate companies when I really wanted to buy something and, uh, gotten burned just for money, basically, you know, just Someone somehow I ended up spending two hundred dollars more than I needed to. A classic example is um, I I wanted to go hear um, uh, a band that I really like, and I I got tickets on StubHub, and it turned out the Beacon Theater in New York City had still had tickets for sale. <laughs> And they were 75 bucks. So, I mean, there's that sort of thing. But when you're super excited and you really want to get something in, and it's even more amplified when it's your kid, and you really, you're like, I got to get this thing for my kid, you stop thinking. And that is the, the very, at the core of this kind of scam is just they know you're not thinking because it's like a primitive thing. My kid wants it. I get it. It's the kid card. If they play the kid card and you're going to fall for it.
Christmas trees are a big deal, right? We all get Christmas trees, even even Jews like you, Adam. Uh, Conical bushes, <laughs> yes, yes, I know these things. We call them Viking shrubs. You call them Viking shrubs. Well, you know, you were actually kind of a part of the story in the in the next one, right? Yeah, and the uh, next guest is actually my cousin. Okay, let's listen. Dum da da dum 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 da da dum 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 da da dum 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 on uh, like for for outgoing messages and stuff back in the day i think we did right trav yeah we did yeah and a couple of times if a uh, customer got unruly i'd call and just be like you can't do that (laughs) (laughs) and they get right in line yep harry how did you get into the christmas tree business 2012 i was sitting on my couch in astoria queens um in a basement apartment and wanted to think about different businesses and such. And we saw a guy carrying a tree on, on the train. And my friend and I thought to ourselves, like, Hey, like that's, that's an idea. There's no Christmas tree delivery. You know, there's not, there's people who don't deliver Christmas trees. And so you, um, Travis was telling us that he, he worked for you, which we didn't believe. And I hired him years ago. So I almost called you for a reference. It's nice to see you and nice to know that he actually wasn't lying, that he worked for a Christmas tree company. But he did tell me years ago that there was some kind of scam afoot at, at your company. Um, what, what, what happened? Yeah, so we had a, a delivery. And at the time, we didn't know it because our drivers, they get paid for the tree. Every tree they deliver, they get paid. and and. Uh, a couple of weeks have passed and then we got a charge back where a customer who ordered, I think like a $400 tree or $500 tree package. And, um, they got, we got a charge back and we said, Hey, that tree was delivered. We checked with the driver. But then once we gave the driver, the, the address, they said, Oh yeah, there was something really shady about that place where the person instructed them just to leave the tree outside. And they didn't want to, is that unusual? Very unusual. Yeah. Because the service, is to deliver the tree inside, install it, and you know, so the customer doesn't have to Wait, do it. install. How do you install a tree? What, you mean you just put it like in the stand? That's yeah, exactly. Wow, and, that's high yeah, touch yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, so the tree <laughs> goes into the stand, and then the stand. Oh yeah, yeah. Tree go inside the house. So usually you would deliver it. So they basically bought a tree and kind of put it where you would put it if you were throwing it out, or what? Yeah, they they asked them really shady, like just leave the tree outside, and my guys are like. To, to them, that was like, oh, this is an easy delivery. We don't have to take it in. We don't have to take it up the flights of stairs and uh, mess with the trimming inside the house. And they just left it and went on to their next delivery. Um, little did they know that that person uh, bought that tree with a stolen credit card. And it wasn't just a stolen credit card, right? Yeah, it was a, mar- a, a Marine that was deceased that actually has like a really nice uh, record of his life and his volunteerism and things that he did and like that's his one way that they honored him to like steal his information buy a christmas tree um under his name and then uh, when obviously when that chargeback occurred we still had to incur the charges for it because it was a stolen man's credit card 
So do you think they were doing this to get the tree for themselves or to get the tree that they could turn around and resell it to someone else? Oh, for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Which is a, uh, that's a really weird mental image. I think that's one of the things that stuck with me about that because uh, stealing someone's credit card number is one thing. Stealing someone who is uh, recently died their credit card number. That's even worse. Doing that from a serviceman who died overseas. That's really bad. Oh, wait. But so I'm, he was I, but a, I'm just kind of trying to. a serviceman who died like in an active service. Yeah. yeah. Man. And do it during Christmas. Like that's right. holidays. Like it world can be so crap all year round. But then Christmas, we're all kind of extra jolly. Everybody's nice and cordial. And, you know, you help that person cross the street and you let that person, that other car go. And, but yeah, this guy was taking advantage of a family and a man who who lost his life for this country and um just to get a christmas tree just to get a very expensive tree like one of our bigger ones or i, I can't remember exact size but well um, be he's a, he's a candidate for like we send him to the home alone house and see if he can survive that yeah. little kid <laughs> sounds like someone who needs to get the beat beat clearly this is not a jimmy stewart movie that's for no, sure definitely not so how did you find out it was stolen? Uh, because of the chargeback, the, the chargeback. And then once we, were, I believe, and Travis can elaborate on this, mm -hmm. once that Shopify gave us a chargeback saying that this person um, didn't authorize this charge, I, I'm guessing that was his family. Um, we said, no, no, we did deliver it, but the addresses didn't match up and and stuff like that. And then I believe we did some investigating, Travis, right? Yeah, we uh, looked up his name and then just saw that, yeah, he had uh, died fairly recently. Yeah. And so the family um, had, to, ha the family most likely did get this charge and they had a like, Christmas without their loved one who had died overseas and then this crap to deal with. Wow. wow. Merry Christmas. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This harkens back to a situation many years ago, and there was some press coverage of it, but then it disappeared, is that a number of people who had been uh, dishonorably discharged from military bases around the country uh, paid off people who were still working on those military bases, got access to thousands upon thousands of files of people who were attached to that base. And when those people were deployed overseas and only when they were deployed overseas, did they then take that information and do identity theft against all of these people. And it, it was outrageous. And, and it came at a time where they really didn't want to do an enormous amount of press because there was an issue about 
how good the armor was for the vehicles that were being used overseas in the war in the Gulf. And uh, there was already complaints about the fact that we weren't sufficiently protecting our troops. And that was over there. And the last thing they needed to have was information coming out that we were also not protecting our troops in terms of what was going on over here. Curious. Um, Harry, how uh, common is it to have these scams around Christmas time? I mean, do you run into them a lot? Yeah, I, I think over the years we ran into a few of them. Um, but now any, any charge that we get that says uh, that has even a moderate level, um, there's different levels like low level, moderate level, uh, of what level of what fraud i believe shopify labels it because maybe there's address didn't match up or they had to put the card in multiple times that might be a low level um if they had to match they use like a green yellow and red system so if i am just an idiot and i put in my three number code whatever that code is called the ccv wrong a few times it'll show up as low level and that's only out of the thousands of orders you're only going to get a handful that might be low level so that's that's maybe the address doesn't match up with the credit card that's normally on file or whatnot. Most of the time, um, but most of the time, it may be somebody from the UK ordering a tree for someone here, and it's just a low level because it's flagged that here's somebody. But you let it go through then, or you don't? Well, we they all go through, but when there's high level, uh, we call and and we we communicate with them like just want to make sure that you made this purchase. Because now we have we've improved our best practices, so I don't get hit with a couple charges at the end of the year that people are, you know, having chargebacks, and then I'm coming out with my own. Pocket. So it affected you. Cha- it, you changed your game to make sure this doesn't yeah, happen. Absolutely, and our whole system has changed now, where the, the each each tree has to be taken a picture of for confirmation, a picture where it's installed. The customer has to sign. So we kind of like you know dot our eyes, cross our t's completely now. Well, that was one of the uh, tricky things before, um, because the you do next day delivery. So if someone orders something one day, they get it the they get it the next. If the tree is up, or in the case with these drivers, if they leave it outside someplace, um, the tree is gone. I mean, even by the time you uh, find out about the chargeback. Yeah. Based on what you went through with this particular tree, and this was obviously a teachable moment. What are things that business owners should be looking out for in order to avoid this kind of scam? Definitely the uh, the fraudulent uh, checks in the back end. You know, even if it's low, moderate, or high, to have one of your customer service or administrators check that out and give them a call and, and confirm with the owner of the card or with the person whose name is on the order if the charge is is accurate if if they authorize the charge. Well, that's, you know, again, that's what we always tell people is that, you know, go to the source. Uh, And that's very important to do, because if you don't go to the source, you could be sorely surprised by by the results. So you're right. Yeah, you're on the hook for the loss. You know, no one's going to cover that but you. So if you don't do your due diligence and you don't do the, you know, the best steps to to not allow that to happen, you, you may pay the consequences as I have had to. So I have a question. So with the credit card chargeback, there's there's no insurance that you can have that protects the business against, let's say, a a wave of these chargebacks, or it's, it's all on the business owner in order to make 
absolutely sure to confirm all the details and make sure you're dealing with the right people? Well, from the past, they've asked us information like proof of the tree delivery. And then we can show them like, look, this is the confirmation of the tree, the purchase order. This is the confirmation from the driver. Um, but without actual evidence, like a picture, like what we have now, right now you go into the house, our drivers cannot on their app, they cannot go to their next delivery and tree order without finalizing the, the one that they're currently on. So it needs a picture. It needs to be a picture of the tree standing inside the house. And then it needs signature authorization from the person who ordered it or a family member that's in the house at the time. So those steps in place protect us from this really happening ever again. Hopefully. Well, one of the other uh, things too is um, I know you can adjust the settings in uh, Shopify and other e-commerce platforms like that, just to say that you won't even accept something if it has a, a certain level of risk, but also the uh, payment processor um, that can be configured too, that you can say, you know, if the address or zip code doesn't match, you can say that that you just be like, that's a deal breaker and you can have it be blocked off uh, immediately at the checkout. So um, have you found that it's better just to do that, just to err on the side of caution more? Or do you think that would, uh, cut into your business too much? Yeah. I, I, out of, out of the, you know, a couple thousand trees online that we do, I only see maybe a couple of like ones that have uh, risk of fraud on them and they're very, they're low typically. Um, but that's a great point. And I don't think, uh, we've ever explored that. And I, maybe I'll bring that up because, um, yeah, that would, to eliminate, but would it, would it cancel an order or two? Would it prevent somebody from purchasing? Possibly, but then they could reach out to us and say, Hey, I'm trying to order a tree. It's not going through. And then we could, you know, capture their order that way. But yeah, you know, I'm wondering like also just on your website, there are ways in which, you know, a website itself can be affected by hackers mm -hmm. who are trying to capture information, trying to capture uh, money. And yep. I don't know, like, what, I mean, I, the thing that comes to mind is the ma magic cart. Um, or a mage cart, yep. Mage cart. Uh, what is mage cart? Uh, mage cart's a type of hack on e-commerce sites where they, um, for the most part, they put something called a listener in the code. So when a customer is entering in their credit card number, this will actually intercept that. So how uh, do you protect knowledge. against that? Um, one of the big ones is that you need to vet the types of plugins or extensions you're using on the site. So mm -hmm. for instance, um, Shopify, but same as any major e-commerce site, it's going to have little add-ons that you can do. So if you're going to be doing say local delivery, that's an extra little, uh, application that you're putting on there. And it's, it's unlikely that Shopify itself would get hacked, but all you need to do is hack one of those plugins. And once you hack one of those plugins, you can install that. Uh, you can. And is that open source, Travis? Can anyone <clears throat> get into those plugins? And uh, Shopify is not. Shopify is closed source. It's a little bit closer to the um, Apple App Store. Okay. Uh, but WooCommerce, which is the uh, most widely used, uh, and Magento, which is what Magecart's named after, mm -hmm. um, those use a lot of those. That's how uh, both Macy's and Ticketmaster got hacked a couple of years ago. No one actually hacked Macy's.com or Ticketmaster.com, but they took over an open source plugin that hadn't been updated in a while, and they, then they just added in a little bit of code saying, um, you know, every time a credit card is entered, just steal that info. And for a very small amount of money, Harry, we will let you talk to Travis about what to do to protect your site from <laughs> Magicard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for our tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe on and offline. What is it this week, Travis? 
So it's the 10 year anniversary of Have I Been Pwned, which is a great resource for being able to look up to see whether or not your data has been in any uh, recent data leaks or breaches. That's amazing. So 10 years since Have I Been Pwned, and if you haven't ever heard about Have I Been Pwned, clearly you haven't been listening to this show very much. <laughs> yeah, this is something we've talked about on the show a lot. We use it, we recommend it. It's something you should really consider. That's www.haveibeenpwned, and pwned in cyber vernacular is what, Travis? It means you got hacked. Yeah, and we know you have a lot to do, so that's it this week. Short tinfoil swan, long shopping list. Go to it. Have a great week. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin. <laughs>